With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, hello. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Herman. Hey, Herman, how are you? Good, how are you? Holding together. It's <laughs> the only way I can put it. It's yeah, you guys okay. got a pile of snow. Nah, just a bit. You didn't get as much up there? Uh, we had about uh, seven and a half inches. Mm. So nothing unmanageable. Yeah, zero is like 20 or something stupid. Yeah, I've uh I remember being a uh newspaper reporter and taking pictures of the uh the big blizzard uh, in 1979 down there. And I remember uh Tui Avenue was one lane in each direction and the drifts were 20 feet high on either side. And it became virtually impossible to, to drive around and there were fender benders everywhere because you couldn't see around snow drifts. Mm. Um, oh, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you something. Um, uh, do you know if there's been anything going on with um, the staff coming up with uh, requirements for their website stuff? 
Uh, I do not. Okay. Something you and I'm going to talk about offline. I think there's a couple of students who might be interested in helping you who are on the staff but aren't like having to worry about immediate things. So, well, Jack, is, Jack is the guy in charge of pulling, you know, pulling a group together. So we need to encourage him to do that. Okay, we'll bring it up on the call because I had a very interesting conversation with the state news guys. Their offering's really nice. <laughs> it's really impressive. So, plus, oh, our uh, good evening, Jens. It's cool. Hey, cool. So, Tony, are you saying it's the Wisconsin State Journal guys, the Cap Time guys? No, State News, the guys in Michigan State. Oh, 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 oh. They developed their own system, and it's 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 used by, like, the Tar Heel, the Daily Pennsylvanian. It's like they're sending me reference uh, accounts and everything like that. Obviously, it's not, again, as you and I talked about previously, you know, staff still needs to come up with the recommendations and stuff like that. We're still researching the other possible options, but it's like that was one where I was like, I was actually ridiculously impressed. I was like, wow, you guys have a hell of an offering here. It has an associated price tag, but <laughs> it happens. Just thought you'd just thought you'd find that interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess um, the the real trick grace, yeah. Yeah, I guess the real trick is you know, hopefully it's that uh, Michigan State site is built in something like WordPress so it can be maintained uh, you know, versus some you know, ex exclusive platform that they developed. It is the latter, but their support met their support level is insane. So it's it's it has that side benefit plus it's entirely mobile enabled both front and back end, which is the nice part. You can not only see it on a phone, you can actually add content content to it via a phone. Really nice. impressive. Yeah, really impressive. Um Anyway, I think so. we're getting up on having enough people to start the call, so let's see here. Uh, Cole, do you want to run down roll? I'll put sure. up the... Is it call easier? Up. It sounds like there are only a few people on the call. Is it easier for... Oh, everyone? no. We're good. Oh, we're about eight. Oh, oh yeah, fair enough. Okay. Hey, uh, Jack, Casey just joined the call. Hey, Jack. Sorry, I'm a little late. All right. Thank you. I will run down the list. If you could all call your names out, that would be great. Give me two minutes or two seconds here. Let's see. Uh, is Brett here? No. Nope. Aaron? Did you say, did you say, who did you say? Uh, Brett Bachman. Hmm. Hey, Aaron Bingo, are you here? Nope, Herman, I heard you. Bingo. Allison, are you here? No, she had something that I had. Jack, I heard you. Caitlin, are you here? Yep, I'm here. Okay, thank you. Vince? Sharon? Yes, I'm here. All right. Good evening. Greg, I heard you were here. Yep. Mike Julie, I assume he's still out, Tony. Yes, I'm here. Oh, hi Mike. Hi guys. Uh Steve? Yep. 
see. Adam. Jim Nelson. Naomi. Don't lie, at least. Jim Podgers. Jim won't be here. Tony. He gave me a sense. Okay. Uh, Tony Air here. Dick Satron. Mark, are you here? Bill? No, Mark's. Mark's what, Tony? Mark said he couldn't make it either. Okay. Uh, Bill? And Mike Ward. said he couldn't make it either. Hello. Mike. All right, beautiful. Um, I'm all good. Tony, take it away. Thanks. No problem. Let's uh, roll down the list here. did anybody have any questions on the minutes from last meeting? I have them on the screen for those of you who haven't seen them yet. Okay, hearing none, we'll say, was there any questions, any of the reports from this, from this month? I think the only one that we uh, need to talk about is um, something Sharon and I discussed briefly offline, which we need to figure out where the scholarship situation sits, but we'll talk about that in the course of the meeting. Any questions on any of those? Okay. Any questions on the agenda? Sorry to join later. It's Jim Nelson. Hey, Jim. Hi. Okay. Hearing no questions on any of that, if there's no objection, we'll consider that all approved. Hearing no objection, it passes. 11 nothing. We'll move on. Jack, is there something specific, any specific thing you want to talk about from what's going on at the Cardinal? Um, I would probably say nothing specific. Um, did just want to have a call out to uh, Mike Julie and uh, Nico Savage for having a really good interview uh, training session to start off the semester. We had a 35-person packed house, and that was a really good thing. Um, also, I missed Allison was on the call, but... Um, our outgoing state news editor gave her the hard topic of trying to find some like state um, department person, and she found him an ambassador, and he was just incredibly excited about that. Um, so just general props to the DCAA for that, because we've had some really happy people um, because of the work you've been doing. Um, yeah. And other than that, I think most of the stuff that I put in there, I think, kind of captures what's been going on. Um, Everything's kind of going well to start the semester. A few speed bumps with uh, new editors, but nothing out of the ordinary. And um, the financial situation is still kind of sluggishly moving along. Nothing to freak out about, but um, kind of, I think, as Brett said, maybe two meetings ago or last meeting, um, still in about the same position. But that's about, um, I think, the best overview I could give. Okay. Zach, I think... Uh, it's impressive that you had 35 people there on Sunday and at that training session. That's terrific. It was really, really good. Yeah, I was, I was happy to do it. it uh, I think everybody feels good after something like that. Yep. Can I ask a question on that, uh, Jack? Sure. The, I mean, sure. the one surprise I had on that was, uh, obviously, everybody's impressed with the totals. What was different about this time, do you think, that got that big of a turnout? You know, I think it was a combination of um, me, I, and so I, I'll partially um, take the blame for maybe other stuff and we didn't have enough, but I think it was the time 
that worked for people. I think that I gave at least like two weeks advance notice on it, um, yeah. which now I found has been a great way to do it. And I think that there were, I think if you looked at all the faces around, a lot of them were new editors or, mm-hmm. um, st- or staff members that I had made sure editors had reached out to when they might not have been reached out to before. Um, so it was kind of like a nice combination of events that um, a lot of people showed up. And I think interviewing is also something that everybody always has um, uh, a need for more advice on or um, questions to ask about it. Tony, this is Mike. Um, I, I think that um, the big turnout was mostly the result of Jack making sure that everybody knew about it in advance. And um, and then having Nico there, I, I'm going to try this again um, with our next seminar. I'm going to get uh, – actually, I already have a volunteer, Scott Gerard, who's agreed to come to the next uh, seminar. And I think it helps that someone – a recent – graduate of the Cardinal staff is there in addition to me or whoever the, the alumni person is because mm-hmm. it does Nico really added a lot of context and a lot of you know experience to what we were talking about because of course he he went through all of that and I yeah. think that the, the the 35 people who were there listened probably even more so to him than to me because they could relate to him a lot better than me so but yeah, overall, it was it was Jack who got all the people there. Thank you for that. I mean, that's that's part of the reason I was asking is the fact that it's like if, if you if you're starting to find the if you're trying to starting to dial in uh, a good way to get people in, that's something that we want to make sure we're aware of, so we make sure to help you know either your successor with they have questions on that, or you know if there's anything else we needed to do that we didn't do this time or did do this time, we want to make sure we keep doing it. Yeah, um, I think that. Um, part of it was probably that I got caught up with eight all in a row. So I kind of would just send out that email at the beginning of the week for the next week coming up, um, where if I had been sending out maybe the next two or three names at one time and then constant reminders as those came up, that might have been a little bit better about um, drumming up interest and making sure people kept their schedules free as those were coming up. I think that's probably the biggest thing I could take away from that. Okay. No, good. That's, That's good news. Um, another question that uh, I had is based on something Herman and I were talking about before you hopped on the call. Um, I know that um, the, the the discussion about you guys deciding what you're going to do with your next, uh, getting your requirements together for your next rev of your website, if that started mm-hmm. up yet or not. Um, that is still kind of as we finished up last semester and then realized that we um, the financial situation was slipping, uh, more of the focus uh, did go to that, so that is still kind of in the stages where we had reached out to a few other student papers, had had two meetings about very general things that um, editorial, business overall, marketing and advertising would like to see in a website. Um, so I'd say it's still in a pretty early stage um, and something that um, in all honesty, is probably a little bit more on the back burner now that we've focused on getting more ad revenue and thinking of partnership ideas and other stuff that maybe or fundraisers and things like that. But um, that is where it's at right now. Okay, cool. The reason, the only reason I ask is that um, we uh, met a couple of us uh, met to kind of start vetting and gathering data on the other on the different companies that have offerings. So that when you guys are ready, we can go back and say here. Here's what we found. Look through. Okay. 
so on and so forth. Okay, so um, that's, that's good news. And then just one other thing to add to that. Um, we are having, prob- or we will probably be having uh, more people getting interested in management for the upcoming year. Um, and I think when that happens, we can probably also bring them in on website talks if it's the two people running. So that might be able to help us kind of also get moving, get more ideas flowing. And hopefully we bring them in early so it's kind of just part of their mentality going into this, their next tenure. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, 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 not to your, to your point you just raised, not to name names, but I mean, are the people you're seeing popping up encouraging to you? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say encouraging. Um, okay. Anyone, and we've had a few um, one-on-one, Jonah and myself, had a few meetings um, with people, and it's a lot of the same stuff that I know I went through. Um, I know Jonah talked about him going through about you know questioning the magnitude of the job and whether or not you're ready for it, but um, I, you know, the talk's been going well, and it's nothing I don't think that's out of the ordinary um, in people um, critically analyzing the job and making a good decision in the end. So it's it's looking good. Okay, good. Yeah, that's good news. That's good news. I apologize for dominating Jack's time. Did anybody else have questions? I'm just curious to know, I, I really haven't paid a whole lot of attention to the Cardinal, quite honestly, in the last two years, but I'm curious, is there a uh, sort of quasi-career track or path um, in the organization so someone sort of earns their way up the ladder of responsibility? Um, I would say generally no, except for a few. Um, it, It generally breaks down into somebody who has had um, extensive news experience and someone who has extensive layout experience that would obviously team up very well to kind of cover both aspects. Um, but specifically, and by news experience, you mean as both a writer and an editor? Yeah, somebody who has worked their way up um, doing, at least uh, for the few years that I've been here, it's usually been somebody from news that came in as a uh, news staff writer, became a news editor, um, and then decided to run for editor-in-chief or managing editor. Um, but as far as others go, I think there have been a few copy chiefs in the past. Um, sports editors have also been big in the past three years. Um, and I believe maybe one arts editor was considering it. But um, So it, specific desks, not particularly, but that whole kind of combining good layout and new sense has been um, a pretty solid theme in people mm-hmm. moving up. Okay. Adver- on the advertising side, for the last uh, four semesters, we've had a uh, an assistant advertising manager who has uh, moved up to be the ad manager. So we, we have, uh, you know, always uh, the last four semesters, we've had someone in, uh, in queue uh, Jordan, for example, this last uh, semester, Jordan Landecker uh, stepped down, and uh, Carissa Penow, who was the assistant ad manager, is now the ad manager, and she'll do that for a year. And we're casting about looking for, you know, the next uh, the next assistant or two. So we're you know we're trying to have continuity that way, and also the business manager um, typically has come from the. Uh, you know the the business staff. We have um, Don Miner, 
who's on the uh, the Cardinal board. He's the former uh, uh, Vice Chancellor for Business Affairs for the university, has really done a good job in uh, helping people on the accounting side. So we have a pre actually have a pretty good student accounting team, and our business managers, uh, in theory, will spring from that. So there is, it sounds like there is a semblance of uh, kind of a uh, advancement uh, path on uh, both the business and the editorial side. I would yes. say generally yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's one of the things the you know the Cardinal Board has been wrestling with the last couple of years is how can we make the transition uh, smoother and better. Mm-hmm. Okay. While we're talking about uh, career stuff, Tony, is this the time to? Um, Tell mention to Jack about the uh, the video chat, the web chat series. Yeah, this probably wouldn't be a bad thing just to bring it up. Okay. Um, yeah, we made some uh, progress on the idea of a uh, web video chat chat about uh, careers, drawing on the experiences of some of our alumni. And our first one is coming up March fifth with Peter Kafka. Okay. And that's going to be followed uh, on March 26th by Harry Meyer, who's um, in a position to talk about working in the smaller markets. He's just recently retired and um, has spent 37 years, I think it is, at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And, um, you know, his, that kind of experience might appeal to some folks. Um, and then on April 23, uh, we're going to have Steve Reiner. Um, and May 28th is um, still open. I'm thinking of asking someone uh, with a publishing background to uh, do that one. And June 11th is tentatively uh, Walt Bogdanich. So, uh, Jack, you had such good success in getting people um, out for that uh, resume um, class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could sure use your help in making them aware of this series because I think it's going to be really valuable for them to hear, you know, about these various career paths that that uh, people have followed. I don't think any one is the same. And uh, also, I'm going to be asking them about what they're seeing in the job market. Um, now, so it should be very relevant to uh, any of the students who are thinking of, you know, going on in journalism. Okay, yeah, I think that sounds like a really uh, good lineup and a really good idea. Um, I guess my wall I would need would probably, it would be great if I could get an email just with the written dates and the names. Um, yes, exactly. To have a base to pass along, um, and then which email should I use? Uh, Jack, I think actually my dailycardinal.net forwards too, but it's just jack.katie mm-hmm. at dailycardinal.net. Jack mm-hmm. at what? Dailycardinal.net? Uh, at dailycardinal.net. Okay. Um, one thing that I wanted to add to that was um, 
this is something that probably is going to appeal to a lot of younger alums because a lot of them come back and talk to me after they graduated saying, I don't know what to do, which is fine. Um, but that means that um, uh, Caitlin and Mike, I think that Greg's probably to give you that information too to include in the newsletter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be publicizing it uh, in the newsletter and also on the Facebook page and maybe the um, LinkedIn page. So uh, we definitely want to make alums aware of it. We're, we're going to be able to support up to 1,000 people on this, so it's like we're not going to be worried about capacity. If anything, I think we're going to be looking for some semblance of an RSVP for this so we know have a rough idea of how many people are to, be, to expect. Right. Um, and then is this, just quickly too, is this just something that people could individually log into from their own laptops? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And it's scheduled for 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Yeah, that's a good time. Okay. Um, any other questions for Jack? Okay, hearing none, we're going to move on. Um, the majority of the specific next steps for each people are not, I'm not going to go them blow by blow, but a big thing would be the people who are supposed to be talking to, to setting up times to talk to people for fundraising. I still owe you the material update. I'm finishing that tonight. So that piece has to happen. And the people who are talking to the other or researching the other uh, website development options, if they can get their stuff together. We talked about having that done by next week, I think, or the week after maybe. Um, obviously, donations is key, and getting um, the uh, getting something out to Facebook or LinkedIn just to make sure that people know that we're, there's more people hanging out than not. Um, and that's the majority of all this stuff here. Um, any questions? If anybody see anything with their name that they were wondering about? This is Caitlin. Um, I had a question about the internship thing that was next to my name. Sure. Let me back up. Yeah, um, I think um, the the point was that you said you were going to help us, like just like uh, uh, get to, you know make sure that we, that whatever the J school knows about internships are out they're coming up. We make aware of people aware of as well, even if it's just a link to their list. Or oh. that's it. All right. I will find out how the J School finds out about internships. I think they just have a website, um, but I'll, I'll talk with Schwak and see what they do. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the idea is to make sure we get more of those out there, I think, because um, from what previous EICs and editors have told me, that they like to know the stuff like now so they can plan for their summers and stuff like that. So, and maybe some of the deadlines have already passed. So it's like we got to. Make sure that they have the stuff that they're aware of. Some of the stuff. Um, uh, Jim Nelson or Mike, you clearly you, you know this. When's, when do the when are the applications for the Journal Sentinel internships due? Well, sorry, you broke you broke up a little bit there. Sorry. When when are the internship applications for the Journal Sentinel due for summer? Those the generally those are due late November or December first, but uh the, the the experience has been that some kids that accept the internships uh don't show or get a better offer or something uh 
my advice always is to send them in and you know there 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 are deadlines and then there's reality <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. getting them in uh g- getting them in and so that if something pops up at the last minute or if there's an opportunity at the last minute uh the editors can can look at the pile and say, look, this kid's in Cedarburg or whatever, or, you know, a UW-Madison kid. So, Jules, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, that sounds about right. I know that they're reviewing the applicants even as we speak. So um, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that Abby Becker got a job, uh, I think, with the Center for Investigative Reporting maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so she's accounted for, um, and uh, and I think um, I know that that they're looking at people for the, uh, the copy desk at the Journal Sentinel, one opening there and one opening on the Metro desk. Mm-hmm. So, and then I guess there's also they're also taking a look at um, our own investigative team and and someone they're trying to get someone from the Cardinal to join our investigative team for the summer. So, um, so it looks, uh, so, and I think they're going through the applications right now. Okay. No, that's good. I mean, that, that gives us a rough idea. Like again, that when we start, uh, assisting in finding this, these opportunities that probably earlier would have been a little bit better. We don't know. Yeah. I, know. I had recommended, um, to Ellen Gabler, who's in a, the Journal Sentinel newsroom on, on our own investigative team, I recommended, I gave her three cardinal names to pick from. And so, and, and, and it's actually, she gives a recommendation, it's actually up to Deborah Bloom to pick the, the eventual candidate, but um, they have three cardinal names in hand. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, the other piece in here. I know that um, one thing we should discuss briefly out of this list was, um, and I didn't add this to the freaking thing. I'll, I'll add it to new business, so let's make sure we cover off something else here. Um, in terms of stuff from the previous meetings, in terms of fundraising with the annual appeal, we discussed this in the uh, executive call on Tuesday. Uh, we have all of the addresses updated. We've isolated a smaller number of people who we can pitch to. And basically, we took everybody who's ever read our news, email newsletter, anybody who's ever donated, anybody who's ever attended an event, and just grabbed just those names. Uh, surprisingly, that's 1,500 people, much better than I thought it would be. So uh, I'm going to uh, get that information up to do that extraction so we have that prepped. I know that we have um, the, so we have who we send it to. We have somebody who will help us with the printing with Mike Luby. We got to renew our uh, um, bulk mail permit. I'll see if I can do that tomorrow or Saturday, and, or probably tomorrow. Or, yeah, probably anyway. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know one leftover question was we didn't we did not have an actual uh, letter written yet. Um, I didn't know if anybody wanted to help with that or if there's something else we should do to kind of uh, to get that together somewhat quickly if we're still going to get this out by the end of the month.
This is the, and the function of this letter is what, Tony? Is it to make a request? Is it to reach out to alumni? What, what's the function of the letter? It's, it's our normal annual appeals. Sorry, break up there. This Jack, are you still on the call? Yes. Uh, we have, uh, we should probably offer uh, Steve DiTulio's letter uh, which touches on a couple of good points. If you happen, if you happen to, uh... hello, hello. Oh, okay. Um, I, Jack, I didn't hear Jack's response. Still there, Jack? Yeah, I'm sorry. I something probably broke up there. I, um, did Herman get cut off? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know. I know. I did. I know. Oh, okay. I did. My phone cut out. Um, okay. Yeah, he's just asking if you had to Steve to Tulio's letter that you guys were send. Yeah, I never got a copy of that before. Um, uh, yeah, I, I never did read that or have a copy of it. I think when they sent that out originally. Oh no! If he drafted a new one, yeah, I didn't see that. Okay. So we need to get that. That's that's an option. Let's. I'm not sure if you or Herman needs to go back and ask him for that copy of that. that because again, if that's like you guys already have drafted, that'd be good. Is it, yeah. is, is it, um, does it go? Does it go out under your name, Jack? Uh, I actually don't know. I don't think we got that far in kind of formalizing or formulating what that would be. Okay. Okay. Well then, let's let's see this so we can get together. Because again, we probably need this. Um, Probably, like I said, early next week, the latest at this point, if we want to get everything out and, out and printed, because it's going to take about maybe a week to print and another week to get everything assembled and things like that, because we send that to a, uh, uh, a publishing house that takes care of it and puts everything together and sends it out. Okay? Yeah, that'd be good. And if, yeah, and if you need me to, if you want me to send it out under my name or need my help with it to sign off or whatever, just let me know. Probably, would, if it comes under your name, you probably need your signature. It would look, sure. look better if it was signed. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm totally able to do that. Okay, cool. Um, any other questions on that? Um, if there are no questions, I wasn't going to note something. The, the firm that we use to update our, our mailing list, they offer a lot of other services that I was just made aware of um, that I'm I I paid to get the uh um hold on a second. Uh Dick Saturn's just again. Uh the um uh what do you call it? The service that they offer also include things like updating all the phone numbers, which I'm gonna have done, and then also things like they can get uh certain types of demographic data that I didn't know were available. Um so there are some options there I think we should pursue. Uh, the problem, only problem is the demographic data is pretty, pretty pricey. Not in a bad way, um, but uh, let me see if I can throw it up on the screen here so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Excuse me. Let's see here. Consumer data that they pull. Uh, I said it's fascinating stuff, but really kind of uh, frightening. Um, they can pull, for example, hold on. 
this will be easier if I can show it on screen, so give me one second to get it uh, put together. There we go. Um, this is just some of the stuff they can pull and have attached to certain people. Uh, things like home value, uh, gender, race. This is frightening stuff, but it's in some cases for fundraising, it might help us to figure out, like uh, they have in here, like, like what types of occupations people have. They have things like um, what uh, charities they give to generally, things like that. Um, the only issue is, uh, you, for example, you ever see those things that those forms that say check off your interests? That's where this goes to, in case you wonder what the other end of it looked like. Um, this is frightening, by the way. Uh, for those of you on the screen, it says you can actually tell us if the person has a credit card or not. That's kind of frightening. Um, but they can also tell us things like, you know, what they contribute to in terms of charities and things like that. The only issue is that every single one of these lines is going to cost us $24 to do. So if anybody well, wants to... Well, we don't have the money for that kind of thing. Uh, I pay, I, I, in some cases, I'm going to pay for it. Because, like, for example, for me, getting uh, date of birth and gender is worth it. Because in some cases, we have names of people that are Indian or Chinese, and it's hard to figure out what gender they are. So if you want to appropriately address them, you don't want to, I don't want to go back and say to the person, you know, excuse me, sir, when it's not a sir, that kind of thing. So something like that might be worth it. Um, I'm definitely do the phone numbers. But uh, the mm -hmm. other stuff, like I said, if anybody's interested in seeing this list and saying that they have thoughts, uh, totally cool with it. Because again, it's, it, once it's done, it's done. This is something that's not going to be, it's something we do over and over again. Hey, well, Tony, it's Kirch. Um, could you, if, if you want to make a list of those things and prioritize them, what okay. you'd like to do, and then what each one costs, and then let me work it into the budget. You shouldn't pay okay. for those yourself. Well, I, I, still, I still owed my donation <laughs> for the year, so I made uh, getting this list updated my donation for the year. Okay, well, just send me an accounting of that if you could. Not a problem. Um, so I said the reason that, that, that this project or this piece matters is it might make what we're discussing in terms of prospecting uh, possible people to, to be called and discuss for it's called an approach for the endowment. Having some of that information might be really helpful. But I just I do think that we ought to the executive committee ought to discuss it first. I mean, okay. even if it's a small amount of money, I mean there may be other priorities that folks have, and that I mean we should talk about it before you just go ahead and spend it. Okay. No, no, I agree. If, if there's anything before that, like I think the the phone number stuff, I'm going to have that's me and the second part of my donation is to get that done, because again, when we have that, then we can some. But there's all if we can get phone numbers for. I think we have less than a thousand out of the five thousand people we have addresses for. So if we can finish that up, that'd be huge. Be a big, big benefit for us if we want to be able to reach out to people. Granted, if they give us phone numbers, it also give us a thing saying if they're on the do not call us. So you know, anybody who's on the do not call us, we won't bother. Um, other questions on that? Okay, hearing. Can I get a email? Uh, addresses, email. Oh, can I give us emails? Yes, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, the email is a lot more expensive though. That's somewhere in the ballpark of like 150 bucks because mm-hmm. they have, because they have to do current, a lot larger of a search. Email? Yeah, current email for 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 that company to find it correct. Mm-hmm. Because you have to send it tied to an address because all they have to work off of is the address, mm-hmm. the address and name. Like the other demographic data, like that may come from uh, publications and magazines, for example, or other public records they can get to, but that they can't. Mm. So, again, creepy and weird, but at least it's there. I mean, I, we, I can send it out to you, though, Greg, and get an idea what that would cost if we can do it. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of my alumni prospecting is once we get this done is the fact that we're going to need to start divvying up uh, some additional uh uh, for lack of a better word, uh, like a more polite phrase, big ticket donors to have other people approach, whether that's on this board, whether it's Herman, whether it's for people from your board, if Stephen wants to help or Jenny or Jason or something like that, which we would, we would welcome, believe me. Um, just getting uh, that part figured out because I think the, the executive committee took on about four to five people each and we're setting up our calls uh, probably this month. But building from there, we got to see what we can do. And we should probably put together a list uh, for students. Mm-hmm. So yes, so, yeah, some people would be would be would definitely be approachable as students. Um, in fact, I had um, I also had somebody reach out today to ask about having help with the DCA, which was uh, yeah, our our dear friend uh, Jake Sattler. So Jake's getting back involved with things. Great. So, uh, other questions? Hearing none, we'll move on. Um, I did discuss briefly the fact that we're starting to do some review in terms of what uh, systems exist to do and deploy websites so that the Cardinal can get some, once they have the requirements put together, they can get an idea of how much things are and what options there are and how long things take and so on and so forth. Those of you who are online now, you can see what, what that look that list looks like right now. Um, this will be filled in more and more as we go. But answering a lot of questions like, uh, and again, this is Jack, this is this what I'm showing right now is not intended to shape your discussion in terms of how you guys determine your requirements. It's separate. Okay. It, the idea is that, that once you're done doing your requirements, you can look at this list and go, oh, these guys do these things, these guys don't, da da da, and you can just you know, take on or eliminate certain people based purely on your, you already have the requirements and then you already know what some of these people would have and then you call others. You can call some of them and say, look, you know, we know you do this, this, and this. We want to find out more. It's like you can't do it because we don't have anything else to work off of. Got it. Okay. Uh, okay, but we divvied that up between uh, myself, Bill Swislow, Greg, and uh, Jim Nelson who got that without his uh, permission. <laughs> If you need to talk about that, Jack, we, I, Jim, we can talk about it offline. It it's, shouldn't be a terribly big deal, though. Any questions on that? Um, Tony, this is Mike. Um, I, I would think that when we get to the point where we're going to try to give some advice to the Cardinal on which sites to use, I would hope that, that whatever site we, that they, they eventually pick has a mobile device um, access because more and more people are going to mobile these days rather than desktop or whatever. And, 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 
and, and I, I think agree. that yeah, and I think that the mobile part of the equation for online is is huge. So that that would be my only point. That's one thing we put in in our um, kind of evaluation criteria was, um, and this is some of this. Uh, Greg like, added some of this based on my conversation with um, with Michigan State. Is you know, does it is the site viewable? And readjustable on a phone. Can you edit using a phone? So, for example, not only can a can a person use it, but could Jack or one of the staff pull out their phone and actually type in a story using the site and have it posted to the website. That kind of thing. So, yeah, right. it's definitely part of it. Yeah, it's definitely part of the discussion. That's great. Anybody who's interested, anybody who's interested in seeing this this uh, spreadsheet, um, happy to share it with them. It's not it's not private or proprietary. The only concern we have is again, don't want to shape. Uh, Jack's uh, own uh, own set of re setting of requirements without uh, that. And the same hey, Tony, uh, when you when you ask about mobile, do we have to find out whether their mobile app is for all the different platforms? You know, iPhone and Android and well, Windows Phone. What what I asked myself was I asked if the design was responsive, meaning that it's not a separate app. It just means that when you view the site from a phone, it doesn't look like hell. It readjusts itself down to look mm -hmm. normal. Um, an example, let me see here. I'll pull up an example separately so I can show people on the, on the thing here. Uh, an example would be like the, the Boston Globe, if you've ever seen it. Um, like Boston Globe looks good at that size, but if you take it and you start shrinking its proportions, what does it do? Can, for those of you on the screen, can you see it changing how it's laid out and everything? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. This is called this, uh, this is called responsive design, which means that it'll, it'll adjust itself depending on what viewport it's looking at. This is mm -hmm. better than an app because the chances of it being viewable by any platform are much higher, to your mm -hmm. point. So you call I mean, that uh, adaptable design? Responsive design. Responsive design. Mm -hmm. This okay. is something that, um, for if anybody wants to get into a deep conversation about it, this is basically about half of what my master's degree was about. Hmm. <laughs> so if you're really curious, I can get into a conversation, but I won't do it right now. Um, it's part of the consideration, for example, about um, the DCAA's website is the fact that our website is not responsive. So our website, when you put it into a smaller viewport, looks like crap. And that's part of the reason that um, in part of the exercise that in, in doing part of the exercise to look at what the cardinal could use, it would also reflect on what the DCA could do as well. Like I said, this looks great. This size, you shrink it, it gets cut off. This is what we're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. I said our site, you know, our site looks like garbage on anything but a normal size screen. We can't do that. Same reason. Make sense? So that that feature is built into uh, it's a, the design or the the platform itself. It's actually built in design. It's actually an open standard. It, so it's not a mm -hmm. uh, it's not a uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's not something that it's, it's a way to design. If you're curious at all, I pulled the website up that shows you this. Uh, it's it's a standard called Media Query, which means that the website as it it, it, before it returns the data, it goes back and says, "What? How big is the window I'm looking at?" 
and changes itself accordingly. If you're curious about design at all, this is fascinating stuff to go look at different ways that, that responsive design is implemented. It's just gorgeous. Like you, again, it's the same, it's the same content in every single in every single site. It just mm-hmm. how it's presented changes. And it's, it's fascinating stuff if you have some time to look at it, but this is easier to work with and maintain than having to worry about a separate app. Right. If there isn't, I mean, we still ask if there's an app available, if there's nothing wrong with that, but in my experience, so we should note that in, in, in our report that uh, their, their approach to mobility is either with an app or with responsive design. Mm-hmm. Correct. Some mm-hmm. of those platforms that, that Tony had on his sheet there, particularly WordPress and, and I think Squarespace, the, the newer themes, uh, they just do it automatically and you don't even have to worry about having a designer do it um, it's it's been very handy. My uh, I'm building a, a WordPress website for my uh, work right now, and it's I'm not a technical person, and and there's so many plugins you can just go in and basically do most of the things you do you need without technical people, which is really helpful on some of those. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And the the uh, that was Mike, correct? Yeah. Okay, and that's part of the reason that in terms of our evaluation criteria, we made sure to put a thing in terms of. Um, uh, duration of time of cardinal time for exactly that reason because I said maybe it, 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 like a lot of the Squarespace defaults uh, templates are beautiful but they're not 100% set for what the cardinal would need so it's a case of we need to go back and say yeah you can do it but it might take you two weeks three weeks etc so like, we're trying to keep both those parts in mind it's not just the money it's the, the staff time Okay, questions? Hearing none. And Greg talked about the remote training. And again, uh, for Caitlin or, or Michael, has there been, is there any issue with putting it in the newsletter, you think? See if we get some alumni interest? I don't think so. As long as we can get um, you know, a write-up of what exactly you want us to include, if you want us to include a schedule or anything like that, um, we can definitely get that in the newsletter. Yes, I will get that to you. And when do you need it? Um, we'll probably aim to issue the newsletter sometime um, either next week, probably by the third week of February. So if you can get it to us in the next like five days or so, that'd be great. Okay. Well, that sounds great, by the way. Um, in terms of the website revision, that's kind of what I was just discussing just a second ago, saying that I think it's time we uh, look at uh, two things with the DCA website. One is new hosting platform because this, uh, as a platform to maintain, uh, is used. To, it's one called TypePad, and TypePad is just a pig at this point. They don't have responsive design. They don't have good metrics. It's just not a good site to maintain on. So it's a case of we should be looking at ourselves at one, what we want to move to, and two, what we're going to have to do to export everything off of here and put it on a new system. And then three, start talking about how we're going to keep this updated because, again, the last thing on this freaking site was from two years ago, almost three. That's not good. Um, yeah. Is there, mean, any advantage, is there any advantage to our being on the same uh, platform as the Daily Cardinal? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the only reason I bring that, I say not sure, is the fact that... Um, like, for example, some of the platforms that are being discussed are commercial and specifically for uh, newspaper sites. 
Mm-hmm. So they may have more functionality and greater support than what we would need. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, so let's say, for example, for, for the sake of argument, the Cardinal settles on WordPress. Well, then, yeah, it would make sense because then it's a case of we're, we're, uh, we're essentially building a farm team of people who can eventually help us with ours. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, again, I don't want to stick either with having to make that a requirement for either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a big consideration for us uh, on our website that is probably the same as the Cardinals is how many people can post. Um, some sites, for example, like uh, WordPress, no, WordPress doesn't limit it. It limits it depending on the, the tier of uh, production you provide. Um, like, for example, I think $100 a year, you can have like 10 or 12 people be able to edit. Um, so that's a consideration. Um, but for us, like I, I want to make sure that we can make this, that maybe we get to having a once a month, like each board member takes a month to put on like a story. Yeah, I mean, just kind of build a rotation in so that we're getting more and more stuff online because otherwise we're just going to, they said this thing can't be, to, to, to reflect well on us, this cannot be stagnant. The only thing I've updated on this site regularly is I finally started to make sure that uh, like our board of directors page is updated, for example. You know, and then each of I asked you guys for each of your bios and things like that. This is what it was for, so that people say, who the hell runs this place? We at least can point them to that. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. you know, like ways to contribute and how to find us and other different things. That's it. But I think we need a little bit more than that going forward. Um, which leads into the next discussion, which is talking about uh, getting our social media straight. I think what's going to happen there. Um, with Greg, with your indulgence, um, mm-hmm. we we should talk about that offline briefly with uh, um, uh, with uh, Jake Sattler, one of the he's the Cardinals business manager from two years ago. He reached out to us yesterday, asking how he can help. Um, and I haven't had somebody do that in a while, so I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "You want to do more social media stuff?" And I said, "Oh, fantastic! That's what we need. We're kind of stagnant there, and if we can get somebody who's willing." to put the effort in there. That's a good thing. Um, and I think, I, I think part of what I wanted to, to dovetail this into is saying that we're going to start having to look at uh, in the next two, three weeks, putting out and maybe as part of our newsletter as well, saying is anybody interested in joining the board? Not necessarily because we're going to have seats available. Maybe everybody's going to re-up and we don't need to add any more people, which is fine. Um, and if that's the case, then uh, we then can see people who are interested in, in helping at all. And that's the reason that would, normally if some of the Jake had approached me, I'd have been like, oh, let's get her on the board right away. I stopped myself and said, no, let's give him a project. Let's have him help out. And if he's into it and things are working out well, then we can look at it rather than immediately jumping to board. Because I think if it's a problem that people have said before is we don't have a farm system, so to speak, with this. We just put them on the board and sometimes they burn out and leave. It's like maybe we need to say, mm, let's not do that that way anymore. Let's find a project for them to work on, build up their build up their uh, contribution, and then get them on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'm thinking about in terms of two things that are on my mind on those things. One is the fact that in terms of a farm team or a candidate list, 
oddly enough, I would say the people who are the most responsive to our newsletter. And what I mean by that is I can start seeing, I've started to, to keep track of who actually reads our emails. And I have that on here for people who are curious of putting it on screen right now. Like, you know, which people, how many times have they viewed the last six newsletters? Okay. And that gives us an idea, for example, okay, this person's really interested in what we're doing. Like this person, like Mark Allman, has read, read the last six. Maybe that's somebody we talk to. Maybe we could correlate this with donors and say, this person is really into what we're doing. Maybe that's somebody we approach. Because I think that's kind of what we need to start saying. is like not so much. We're, we're mature enough of an organization that we don't need to hunt blindly anymore. We have data on who's interested in what we're doing. Maybe we need to start mining that and saying, okay, this person's into what we're doing. Let's see if they want to do more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that, for example, is a project for myself and uh, Ms. Patton. Now they know she's on the line. <laughs> you I hear you loud books. and clear, Tony. Mm-hmm. I figured something you and I could talk about offline about who we can start, uh, how we can start uh, researching for that. Um, yeah, let's let's definitely talk about that offline, folks. As usual, I can be like, "Is this? Do I understand this right?" But yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, any other questions on any of that so far? Okay, hearing none, let's move the hell on. Under new business, we have the newsletter, but I also wanted to talk about two things, two more things, I think. One was scholarships, because we need to get that out and back probably in a month, so we're a little tight. We didn't get a lot of people last year. That was my fault. Um, but for this year, we're going to get some people. And um, I'm trying to think what the other thing was. Oh, there's some feedback I can tell you about us about the meeting we had with the um, uh, the letters, the College of Letters and Science, and what they do with their career center. Uh, any objection with adding those to you? Okay, hearing none, we'll move on. Um, for the newsletter, uh, do we have? everything we need for this coming month? We have um, the alumni profile from Mike, um, and then we're waiting on the update from the Alumni Association, then also Jack's update from the Cardinal. Okay. Did you have a profile? Yeah, we do have a profile, and we have a headshot. Oh, fantastic. I'm sorry, just jumping in. When were that, this newsletter that they're working on now, when is that going to be published? Um, if we can get everything, um, we would aim to distribute it early next week. But if we can't get all the materials by like next week Wednesday, we'll probably time it for the first half of the third week of February. So okay. the week of the 16th, it looks like. Got it. All right, just checking. Thanks. Yeah. Um, no, that sounds good. It sounds like we have a lot of stuff for it too. That's that's good news. Um, if if the uh, board update is mainly what Greg's working on. I think that would be sufficient. If anybody has any object, doesn't object to that. Hey, Tony, I've already got slotted in there. I, I kind of basically copy-pasted and edited a little bit the post um, Mike Julie made about the review of the training session. Um, that oh, could certainly okay. serve as an update as well. Yeah. No, that includes both. Yeah, there's not more news is better. I mean, as long as it's written succinctly. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. No, it's glad to hear. It sounds like we're on top of it. That's great. 
That's great. Um, then if there's no other conversation on that, I wanted to talk briefly about, or not briefly, talk about the scholarship situation. Um, is everybody good with that? Hey, Tony, this okay. is Mike Julie. I have to leave the, the, uh, the meeting for just five minutes. I'll be right back. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Um, now, what I'm talking about in terms of the scholarship situation, and what I mean by that is we need to get the scholarships that we have promoted, um, applied for, reviewed, and get something, and let people know that they've uh, acquired them uh, in, a, in fairly short order. We usually don't discuss like who wins, in lack of a better word, until April. We should coordinate that with our meeting in Madison, but that means we should get something out soon so that people can start applying. Um, now, Sharon's new to this, so we're not... Uh, when is there a deadline? Still, that's part of the discussion. We don't have any of that yet. Oh. I mean, they, well, who... You know, who adver how does it work in terms of the Daily Cardinal advertising it, or is that the foundation that advertises it? I mean, does the it's, Daily Cardinal advertise it itself, or and how it, is that it, done? It's it's been it's been done by us, which is the which is part of the issue. It's been done usually as like a simple, uh, like small poster that's been given out in the staff, and that's part of the question I'm asking this group is to say, what would be the best way to do it? What would get the most uh, applications? Um, because in well, terms of the ability, in terms of the ability to apply, there's a there's a form that was created for like two years ago, that people can just apply online. So that part's easier. It's the how do you, you know, how, do, how do we get people to know that it's there? Well, what about, I mean, the Daily Cardinal has its own social media and Facebook page and Twitter and Well, cetera, it's just for the staff, though. Huh? It's just for the staff, though, is the only question. Right. Uh yeah. Tony, I think just shoot me an email with the information, and I can talk to uh, talk about it at the Sunday's editors meeting, unless that's too okay. quick. Or I can um, oh, no. any Sunday editor meeting. Um, we should have all the editors there. Um, I can send out an email to all of our staff too with the information. Um, but I think that I mean I think that should work pretty well. Okay. Um, the question then is that there is a there is a uh, group, uh, Sharon, that has previously helped in terms of reviewing applicants. Okay. Um, and I can put you in touch with them. That's pretty easy. There's like okay. three or four alumni who are interested in doing that. Um, part of the other question I was going to ask was, um, is this, Herman, this is to you, is this the type of thing that we should be communicating to your board so that yeah. maybe they can review it as well. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then let's get that out there too so that can, we can you forward those names like in the next week? Uh, I've just oh, got absolutely. a lot on my plate so I have to like uh you know like ha fill my calendar and like okay, now I got to do this and I got to do that. So the sooner I get them the more it's in my head. I, that, that's, no, absolutely. that's the point. <laughs> Are you saying get absolutely. them the uh the cardinal board list? No, 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 no. Just saying, no, the, she wants the list of the, of the people who previously worked in, in the scholarship committee. Ah, right. uh, yeah. And, and again, it's like I mean, uh, one thing that may not be a bad thing from our standpoint, Herman, is do we want to invite 
somebody from your board to also be somebody who look over the applicants. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Um, for those of you who wonder what, what it looks like in the end, it's um, what happens is after the, the forms, what you see online now, and what comes in is this big spreadsheet that can just be used to kind of say, you take this, run it off, you have an idea of what uh, people um, and what people have applied and for how, you know, for what and for how much. It, it, it can't give you an idea what it's all for, but I'll make sure that uh, I'll make sure that this board gets a copy or gets to see what this form looks like and can get an idea of how this part works. But and then Sharon, I'll get you that information that you're looking for. <clears throat> if I were to get you the information by tomorrow, Sharon, just yeah. for example, how how much time would you want to have to get the applications in? Then how much time would you want to get a chance to review? <clears throat> um, I, I you know, I'm I'm open to anything. It's not really how much time. It's just I have a lot of stuff I'm doing right now, so I just want to mm -hmm. know what it is I have to do and when. Like, okay. you know, like if I know the deadline and I know, you know, what to shoot for, it's fine. Okay. It's just, you know, <laughs> it, the, the time isn't really an issue because, you know, it, it'll get done. I just want to know. I, I need to make a schedule. Because gotcha. I'm doing a lot of stuff here that involve deadlines, and I'm, you know, mm. I'm not panicking, but it's just better if I know ahead of time, like, you know, what to shoot for, and and then mm. yeah, I won't forget. Okay, then let's let's ask this question then, Jack. Would it be unreasonable to say mid March if we get something um, out? If you if you get something out, if you if you can tell people things about about things by Sunday, would yeah. mid March be too late? I think hard mark would be, I guess, uh, how time-consuming is the actual application process filling out? Um, if you, the form, the form itself is four pages. Okay. But it's all online. It's like, you, like literally what I'm showing on the screen. It's online. You just fill this out. Okay. It tells you the progress, and that's it. It's it is that simple. Um, okay. And and then so then from there it generates a list that the people who are evaluating the scholarship can look at. And yeah, mid, think, now, mid-March would be the deadline for the uh, the reviewing it or just having applications. applicants? Okay. That's a great time for me because that's uh, my spring break is right in the middle of March. That's what I figured. Yeah. That's yeah. what I figured. I think, I um, think mid-March gives just about a month, and I think that's plenty of time for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I said, just, just so for those of you who don't know, as a review, that there are two scholarships. One is for a returning editor. One is for uh, a graphic artist preferred or photographer. Okay. And both of them are $1,000 for the year. So, not insignificant. Tony? Yeah. Yeah, hi. Sorry to cut in. It's, it's Richard Satrin. Hi. Oh, hey, hey, Dick. How are you? Okay. Um, thanks. Good. Um, I just had a, a quick question on on scholarship, and I'm, I'm sorry to uh, yeah, no. butt in with this. <clears throat> um, I know a group of people in the New York area who've been talking about putting together a scholarship fund as a memorial for Elliot Pinsley, who was a, a longtime partner. Oh, yeah. um, he's got a lot of friends. Uh, he died, you know, young, untimely death. Uh, he right. was at Bloomberg, 
at the time. Um, and he's good friends with Walt Bogdanich, who's you know one of the you know most esteemed ex-Cardinal uh, people, and I'm sure Walt would be interested. And um, you know a lot of, a lot of people out there, Dan Schwartz, who actually <laughs> have enough money to do this kind of thing. So uh, I don't know if you'd be open to that sort of thing. That's that's what I'm wondering. Well, no, okay. There's there's a couple things on that. One, in general, no, not a problem. The only concern becomes just double-checking in terms of what other efforts we have for fundraising. The only reason I bring that up is that Dan Schwartz is a special case. We want to get him to help out with the endowment. Sure. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean mutually exclusive. But mm-hmm. also, it, there, there is a magic number for scholarships, and it's about 10,500. Okay? Uh, I'm sorry, a, a what? A a magic number. We, we we have the scholarships done through the okay. U Foundation, okay? I, and at at a certain level, they become self-sustaining. And that number is mm-hmm. ten and a half thousand. At that rate, okay. you can generate. It would generate five hundred dollars a year, which the WAA would match for another five hundred. Okay, that's good to know. That's yeah. a goal. Exactly, and it's a simple one. But mm-hmm. this is that the our our current one, the Winter Circle Scholarship, didn't get endowed. So it's running out of money because it doesn't have that money to keep it generating. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wouldn't object to seeing another scholarship come in. Because okay. part of the problem, part of the problem with a scholarship right now, and this is, for, this is just I'm telling people this because this is good for everybody to know, is that once a fund is established, it cannot be changed unless all donors agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for example, our winner circle, people have said, "Can we change it?" I'm like, "You can't," because not all the donors are not even alive anymore. Right. We can't change it. So it, it, it just, it's a, that's why I get, we don't object to scholarships. Uh, actually, something that might wanna, you might want to consider if we want to do something bigger, and this mm-hmm. is something that was raised by Herman, is that the possibility of funding, for lack of a better word, a fellowship. The idea being that some places, uh, the Eternal Sentinels, one that I can name, uh, or places that if you, Funded like say two to four thousand a year, they would hire a student to serve on staff. Wow! So, yeah, that would be something I think would be a little bit. If you want to do something, that would be awesome. That's probably a reach, but um, yeah, I I think the ten and a half thousand uh, is, is is a realistic goal. I mean, especially if you include some of his ex employers like Bloomberg and. Stephen Brill, an American lawyer, who, uh, oh wow, you know, so he's got, you know, he's got a lot of, he had a lot of friends, and he was a great guy, and a, and a real cardinal mm-hmm. sort of uh, stalwart. And um, I would certainly like to get back to the people who brought it up with me, and let them know that there is this goal out there, and mm-hmm. um, that you guys might be interested in that. Well, let, let me let me make. I, I think, don't think it's a problem. I just want to make sure that I'm not entirely speaking for the group. I'm assuming nobody here has an objection to this. Another scholarship is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Money, money's of, always good, right? <laughs> well, yeah. They, well, again, it's, it's one of those things where when, whenever we fundraise, we want to make sure we're not taking away from another project or something like that. So it's like, as long as that doesn't seem to run counter, I don't see that being a problem. Um, okay. The other, well, this the other thing, thing I think... Tony... To your point, it's nice if it if it uh, can dovetail with a you know with a long term objective. We are trying to get um, 
you know, internships or fellowships, you know, whatever you want to call them out there, basically uh, subsidize most of most of the publications out there. When they give internships right now, they're all subsidized by uh, by a business, by a foundation, by something. So, uh, if if we could, you know, if if we as an organization could fund fifty percent of a ten dollar an hour, fourteen week um, internship or fellowship or whatever you want to call it, that would be a great uh, long time uh, long time fit. A scholarship also would uh, you know would be fine, but you know, Tony does bring up that there are, you know, there are hooks to that over time that can be can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so maybe, it, maybe the thing is to uh, explore it a little further with the uh, with the people who have the interest in uh, in uh, considering this, and uh, you know, try to some try to come up with something that meets everybody's needs. Sure. Um, um, oh, and I'm, I'm just I'm putting it out there uh, more as a question, and I think you've, you've given and I won't do anything on it without coming back to you guys with uh, some more information from my end. But it, it, this is a helpful discussion point to start with yeah. for me, and uh, I and these are all good points. I, I certainly wouldn't want to, uh, with my little zero experience on the board, um, you know, circumvent what you're doing way. So I will go slow on it, but I will uh, come back to you if that's okay. That's great. Well, let, let's, put this, let's put this way, Dick. If you want to talk any time in the next week, you mm-hmm. can name a date and a time. You and I can talk, okay? Okay, great. Thank you, Tony. Sorry to uh, yeah. oh, go off no, agenda. No, no that's fine. That's, that's perfectly on agenda. You're fine. Um, okay, that sounds like we have a plan then going forward, because I think then, to your point, um, Sharon, if we can get a decision on who wins by mid-April, which would still be ahead of our uh, our annual meeting, that'd be perfect. And when is the that annual would, meeting this year? Uh, I talked to. Okay, is everybody, is everybody ready for a shock? A big shock? Oh big God! Journalism please school, no. The, <laughs> the, yeah, get this: the journalism school had their stuff in. in I've done ahead of time to the point that they said when their awards center was going to be in December. Okay, last year they didn't tell us till two weeks in advance. This time they said they put on a set the date in December for April 24th. That's a Friday. Our meeting is usually the day after, the 25th. Um, uh, and there's actually a very big reason for us to try to see like in previous years, if we can go to the alumni dinner, the uh, J-Schools dinner this year. Uh, do you want me to tell Naomi or do you? You got it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, one of the distinguished alumni this year will be Naomi Patton. Okay. Our, our board member. So if, I think if we can turn out and support her, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> I know I'm going. Um, but... Uh, yeah, we've had a lot of very fruitful conversations uh, between uh, Herman, myself, and uh, Hemet Shaw, the new chair of the department, where we're starting to, to slowly build up towards doing more things together. And one of them was they asked us, who do we think should be nominated? And we gave them a bunch of people, and they came back and said, Naomi, we want to talk to her. But great. 
let's make that happen. Um, so, uh, in other words, if there's something in the future to think about is anybody has any suggestions of other people who should be nominated? You know, we can we have a we have a pipeline to the people who make that decision. Um, so yeah, to your point, Sharon, it'll be the 25th of April. Okay. Um, which is alumni weekend for the university in general. So uh, the long and short of it is, anybody who needs to travel, get your uh, reservations in soon. Yeah, that's why it's helpful to know. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and just to kind of um, jump in on how together they have it, I mean, they really are. I've been getting stuff for the last two weeks about, you know, what they need and their deadlines, and so they're really trying to have things buttoned up. Um, looks like, you know, February, March. Nice. Very nice. Um, I would note to everybody that one small thing, if you haven't been back to the UW in a while, the new Union South is fantastic. It is it is a nice hotel. Uh, I've stayed there with Allison, and it's just it's lovely. Uh, so if you're looking at that weekend and want to get stuff ahead of time, I'd recommend that location wholeheartedly. Um, I think there's also there's a couple of new hotels. There's a new Hilton. There's a new Sheraton. I think. Does anyone know? I think they updated it, but I don't know if it's new. There's a new okay. Hyatt also. That's what I was thinking of the Hyatt. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, if you, uh, again, I'll send it out to you tonight and say, maybe who needs to travel, that'll help. Um, okay, so scholarships are kind of taken care of. That's a good thing. Uh, what else is I going to bring up? Oh, the conversation I had with the UW. Um, the, uh, the, when Herman arranged for the Letters and Science Career Center to attend my little spiel about resumes and stuff like that in last November, they said they'd get back to me about doing more. And I talked to their alumni contact, uh, and he kind of shared a few things with me. One thing that they're doing that's different is that, and I don't know, if Jack, if you don't know this, I wouldn't be surprised, but the UW, the, L, L, the, the College of Letters and Science, finally has a one-credit class for preparing for the job for the job world. Resume I'm actually writing in that right now. Is it good? Yeah. It's actually, I mean, so far it's been good. Um, we're only in through the second speaker, and the one that came was a pretty recent grad. But um, it looks, from the lineup, it looks like it's going to be a nice um, kind of combination of people. Okay, good. good. Uh, apparently the new dean of LMS, his big thing is preparing their students for the job world. So part of what they're doing is that they wanted to talk to us to see what we were doing in terms of things like mentoring or uh, mock interview or informational interview or things like that. And so, Tony, not, not to interrupt, but just, just in the way of, of background, uh, additional background, it's actually a full-fledged letters and science career initiative that has gotten significant funding from the, um, from the chancellor's budget. And the idea is to help students get prepared for the job market and think about things earlier. It also is to set up uh, mentoring relationships with alumni, uh, informative presentations by alumni, uh, uh, you know, all, all sorts of uh, career development type uh, relationships with alumni. Pretty much what DCAA does. So, uh, and there are there are other organizations across campus that do, does this, does the same thing. They're also going to have a one credit course uh, 
you know, on on career development anyway. And and it's and it's to help students get a jump on their thinking about what they're going to do when they when they graduate. So that is the because we're doing that. That's uh, why uh, we sort of connected with them as an example. So Tony, I'll turn it back over to you. Oh no, no problem. Um, the one other thing they also added is they said that they're next year they're converting not converting I guess is the wrong word, but they're specializing Og Hall, the new Og Hall, I think it's a new one, right? Uh, to be kind of the career focused uh, uh, residence hall. So they're bringing in speakers and things like that to Og Hall on various nights for people to talk about things like that. What they're asking us, if we'd be interested in helping with, to start is one, if we know anybody who'd be interested in doing kind of a appearance at their Og Hall set up next year, so we talk about it. And the second one was uh, having an event in like Chicago or Minneapolis or New York where during winter break of 2015, uh, 2015 2016, where we have kind of a, uh, a bunch of uh, people from different uh, businesses uh, help people conduct mock interviews. The idea being they come to a location and there's a bunch of people who have had hiring experience and the students can can try doing interviews to see how their interview skills stack up and things like that over the course of maybe an afternoon or a day, get a lot of students in, get a lot of alumni in, and have it be while they're already home so that we don't have to make a big trek to Madison for anybody. And I was like, I think that's something we'd like to try. Because again, if we help, then you know they said they co-bill it, which would be great. So we would we'd be getting some publicity out of it as well, uh, and then also give students the opportunity to try to practice interviewing, which I think is a big thing. Tony, this is LSC or Letters and Science. Uh, letters and Science. Okay, thank you. No problem. So I mean, again, I'm I'm. Very happy that they want to work with us on this, and they are they're curious they, we talked to they talked to them how our mentoring is going and things like that and they're they were very very receptive and they were really good about uh, wanting to continue and to start and continue our relationship here so I think this is probably one of the first times we got um, uh, interest outside to come to us, which was nice that's more of a reporting. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be happy to help on something like that. Okay, cool. Um, As would I. There's something okay. in Chicago we can put together. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, unless anybody else is interested, you don't have to say anything right now. But if you want to kind of like email me later and say, look, if it's in New York or if it's in Detroit or whatever, not to single anybody out, but let me know and we'll hopefully do that. Does um, anybody else have anything they want to raise? I just have a question uh, for clarification. Um, while we've been online here, uh, I just did a quick search on Google for um, journalism internships, and there's just a ton of stuff that comes up. And I was just curious to what is it <clears throat> that we're trying to do in terms of supplementing what the kids can already access online directly? Um, it's a couple things. One is help with uh, the general reminder and uh, like like uh, listing of it, so that people can kind of go back and uh, do some uh, 
based one's reminders too. It's kind of saying here's a, a distinctive list you can go to and kind of look in one place. A second thing we're trying to do is to say if we can start finding the people who are involved in those programs in different locations, if we know anybody there, so they can give us more of an idea of what's there so that if somebody wants to apply, they can kind of get it. Not necessarily guaranteed inside track, but more of a here's what you should be doing to get our attention. Um, and three, if there's any places where we can supplement what's already offered, where you can go back and say, look, uh, I see if there's one offered here, Bloomberg, is there, you know, I'll talk to somebody we know at Bloomberg and say, is there any possibility we could find a way to get a second one created with some exclusivity around it? And if we fundraise toward it to lock it down, that kind of thing. Hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. again, all about getting the advantages. Mm-hmm. Other questions? Okay, I'm feeling pretty good about this. this is uh, the only thing I would bring up now is that if is there anything we should be covering off in the executive committee meeting for March that uh, people want us to take care of in between? Besides the budget, probably, right, Steve? Yeah, we also got to decide about the Madison meeting, or did we? Well, we we have a date. But we don't have a we don't have an agenda yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we better get on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And definitely, probably Herman, we're gonna want to loop with loop in with you. Um, because I said that's the that's the date we know for April. That doesn't necessarily mean that we don't want to do something in September like we did this year. Right. We just want to get that date locked down too. Yeah, we had. Uh... Uh, our planning is a, is a little uh, a little off because we had uh, a variety of issues that had us uh, force us to reschedule our board meeting. So our cardinal board meeting is actually going to be this coming Tuesday, or yeah, this coming Tuesday. So we're uh, you know we're about two weeks behind our uh, you know our planning. So hopefully we will catch up and uh, and work out some dates. Okay. And if there's, if there's anybody who wants to coordinate from your end, and again, if anybody wants to coordinate from our end, so if it doesn't have to be me setting this up, I can help anybody who wants to do it, but it doesn't have to be me setting this up, uh, we can do that. Because I, I think it might be a good idea to have it be a joint, effort, a fully joint effort, just bringing more people in from the different boards and just me and Herman all the time. Not that I don't like working with Herman, just that I think we always do. Our, sometimes I feel like we're, we just take things away from people rather than letting them have the opportunity to ask if they want to do it. Other thoughts? No? Okay, if there is no objection, um, I would just note that everybody wants to, uh, is there anything in terms of next steps that people are going to do beyond what has already been listed? Uh, This is Cole. I've been in pretty frequent contact with Carissa, the advertising Mm -hmm. manager, and her and I will continue to discuss things, and we're actually slated to get in touch with Ave and reboot a garnering of national advertising through the, the big agencies. Um, okay. Reboot that effort. So if you and I could connect offline and I could get Ave's contact info, I'll give a call next week and we'll start from there. Not a problem. Um, Thank you. No problem. 
See, I'm just noting some stuff that I have to make sure we get covered with the scholarship stuff I have to get out the door. I will do that. Is there anything else that um, uh, people think we need to get knocked out? That they, is there anything else that they are going to make sure they get done by the next meeting, I should say? Okay. Your silence, I'll take as that is. That's your understanding as well. Um, if there is no objection, we'll consider the meeting adjourned. All right. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Second. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Thanks, everybody. Good everybody. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Right. Good night, Good Naomi.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.